Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What are you hearing on Jonathan Kraft and his role in football ops and why they're dragging their feet with hiring a GM if they're not going to fill that void? They have to engage a search and interview people. You can't really hire until you've kicked the tires on the people that you want to bring in or stand pat with what you have. They just don't have any desire to be the ones on who the burden of trying to scout, select, direct the football operations should fall, nor do they want it to fall there. I think that there's a perception that they Bigfoot decisions that has been said over the years, beginning with Tabucky Jones in 1998, extending through the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, right now through Mac Jones, etc., I think they let their preferences in, at times be known, certainly with Tom Brady, and let's not trade him, Bill. But they're not making final decisions. They're not making final decisions, but they are making their preferences known. It's current yesterday on Jonathan Kraft, Robert Kraft, their involvement with personnel. Uh, if you missed that, it's up now. Odyssey app. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. It's easy. It's free. Uh, you can use the rewind feature, listen to Tommy Curran, Orlovsky, Scal, all the hijinks we have here on Jones and Mego with Irkand. Uh, you can listen there. Uh, you can also listen live on your smart speaker by telling it to play 93.7 WEEI. They're not making final call on personnel. So what does that mean? Like, they're not the one handing in the draft card? But if you're making your, your feelings known... Isn't the GM going to carry out the owner, uh, the owner's wishes and the owner's kids' wishes? Like, if your preferences are known, you might not be the one actually pushing the button, submitting the pick, making the call. But if everybody knows what the boss wants, aren't you going to try to keep the boss happy? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they're single selecting somebody. Like, when if they make their preferences known, maybe they're saying, hey, we want to... We want a quarterback who can throw off platform and 
exist outside the pocket and can, can create plays with his legs. Like, that's kind of the offense that we're moving towards where, you know, uh, Mayo wants to bring in this kind of coordinator and this is the kind of offense he likes to run. So when you guys are looking at quarterbacks, you know, I know you're really high on, let's just say, like J.J. McCarthy. But is he going to work in this in this offense that we see as the vision for where the team is going. I think that's more of the kind of conversations and I'm just like completely spitballing here, but that's more of when they make their preferences known or even just, Hey, you know, what's the most important, uh, the most important person on this entire team, if not in all the professional sports is the damn quarterback. So, that's so as I much as is. you love Mar- Marvin Harrison jr. And he's a generational talent and everybody thinks he's a can't miss hit. Let's just get the quarterback situation figured out. So I think it's that. I don't think it's the first thing you said. It might be. I mean, then they're way more involved than I even think. If they're telling Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh and whomever else, get a mobile quarterback, like if that's what they're doing, then they're even more involved than I thought. I just think it's as simple as get a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We got to sell tickets. We got to fill the stadium. We got to be interesting. We got to prove we're relevant without first Tom Brady and now Bill Belichick. Get a quarterback. Which would mostly be consistent with where they've been, right? I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't think, again, I don't think they're going to be getting involved on seventh round draft picks, but big stuff like that, I don't give other owners the benefit of the doubt. I don't know why I'd give the crafts the benefit but of the doubt. Do you think they're going to come in and say, like, no, I just told you what I think. Like, they're going to be no like, get Jayden a quarterback. Daniels trade up for Drake May or something like that? I think, I think they're making it clear they want a quarterback. So fi- figure that out if you want to keep the boss happy. If you don't want to keep the boss happy, well, then good luck keeping a job. I mean, I, I think some of it can be unspoken. So when, I just think there's a gray area in what Tom said yesterday. And he says they are not making final decisions. But I think their preferences at times, uh, they make them known. Like, that that's what I think it is. And on big decisions, the owner's going to get in there. That's their prerogative. That A lot of owners do that in a lot of different sports. It's their business. It's their company. They can get involved. I'm not saying they can't do it. But I'm not going to be naive and pretend they don't. Because on something like Arcan, the number three pick, which I do feel is the biggest decision facing the franchise. They're not going to make their preferences known, and they're not going to tell Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh, whomever, this is what we want? Of course they are. Of course they are. I think they definitely are. And the only you know thing that you could point to is say, well, if Belichick was here and it was 10 years ago or yeah. 15 years ago. He might tell him to go screw. He might have told him, bleep off, I'm going to trade back, and I'm going to get this, this, and this, and do whatever I want, and I don't care what you think about it, and that's the way it is, and if you don't like it, you can fire me. And 10 years ago, they wouldn't have even thought of that. They would have just said, go ahead, Bill, do whatever you want. Things are going well. You're winning all these championships. Everything's fine. You have an entirely new group of people in here, and the most important draft uh, you know, that this team has had in a very long time, I'm trying to think of a more important draft that they've had. This might be one of the most important. Bledsoe. You know, the Bledsoe draft, yeah, like back then it was, it, and they, were, they had other uh, first overall picks before that. It's not like that was no, the no, only but, time. But, like, but I, this is probably the biggest draft pick since Bledsoe. Yeah, I'd agree. And so, yeah, I don't think that they're just going to turn it over to this nebulous front office, which isn't even really formed yet, or this brand new rookie head coach who hasn't coached before and hasn't done any personnel stuff. No, no, no. I, I'm very I'm very confident that they're going to have some say in this. I don't know if they're going to, you know, rubber stamp it all and say, hey, you know, it's got to be whatever we say, but I do think they'll have have a very strong influence on who gets picked. Yeah, and who's they? <laughs> who is they? No. No, no. So this is Tommy Curran. We asked him about Robin Glazer. This name keeps coming up. And it's like, boy, Wickersham floated the I had to I had to circle back up. I, I don't can't remember if I was saying this on the air or off the air, but when I was first reading the Wickersham story, he posted it like right before our show, in annoying fashion on a Friday. And so I'm kind of scrolling through and I'm I'm get down a couple of paragraphs and I missed the first name. I'm like, who's this Glazer person? I had to go back up and read about it. 
I didn't pretend to be familiar with her before. Her name comes up, and what do you know? The following week after this story comes out, she gets a promotion. Huh. Okay. Interesting. What's her role? Uh, Robin Glazer, her role here, Tommy Curran? Yeah, I think she was... I know she was at the press conference, and I think that she and Phil were talking, and she mentioned that she had had a title change. So Phil reported it. So, I mean, when you put, though, assistant to the head coach, one million percent, it's going to set off alarms, especially given the narrative around the crafts and the notion that they have been in the past meddling owners and pushed away from the table when Bill Belichick came. And then clearly the landscape now is the crafts wanted Bill Belichick removed from the operation, plucked out basically by his lapels and into the void. What happens? So when you see assistant to the head coach and Robin Glazer's name next to it, it is absolutely reasonable to say, well, what in God's name is she doing there? And if she does not have a football background, I don't blame anyone for having questions about it. From everything I've gathered, including what Robert Kraft said yesterday, including conversations I've had with ownership over the years, they don't want any part of making decisions on players. They pay those people a crap ton of money, and those people put a crap ton of time into it. Now, are we going to find out in our reporting and observing the team that these decisions are being made? If we do, we'll let you know, no doubt. But I don't think that that is their inclination. I just base it on what they're saying in public and in private. So I guarantee if that's the case, I'd be wide-eyed. But I don't think the story's going away anytime soon. Okay, so I'm much more interested. Curran said this a couple of different times. I'm much more interested in what they're saying in private than what they say at a press conference. Of course. You know, so, but when Tom says conversations I've had with ownership, I'll put a lot more stock in that than Robert's answer the other day in a press conference. Because I, I didn't buy Robert's answer the other day. He's like, oh, well, it's going to be exactly the same as it's been for three decades. We don't meddle. Mm, not so sure about that. So... I want to see this one through when when Arkan says they. What is her? I need to know what her role is. You are you don't think it's much of anything? You no, just no, think no. it's a title on paper? I, I'm not saying that it's not much of anything. I don't think that it's much of anything having comes to, to do with That's what I mean. building the team, with deciding on free agents, with deciding on the draft. I don't I don't think it will have anything to do with that. I don't. I haven't. I've never talked to Robin Glazer. I have so heard we, from a couple people since that press conference saying. This is just an absolute, I'll categorize it myself from what I've heard, that it's kind of like an unforced error from PR perspective because it's like, oh, crap, now this is a story. But that it's not, it does not have implications for personnel. And so much of that is coming from the line in the worker shampoo saying um, there was word leaking or there was word flying throughout the offices in Gillette that Robin Glazer and Jonathan Kraft wanted to take over personnel together. I, yeah, or I just, we're going to take over personnel together, but that's the only. I'm just not dismissive of that line. She it's had, a rumor. She had no reason to be in that story. Rumors are sometimes true. I'm not saying that's absolutely not true. I'm saying that seems to be the only genesis of where that's coming from. Yeah, it's a report. I mean, Tom Curran was the only one it's saying Bill. It's a report Bill, of a rumor. Bill, Tom Curran was the only one reporting that Bill was out. And yeah, so, that, he didn't say I heard a rumor. Okay, or there was a there's a rumor going around Gillette that Bill's out. Okay. Wasn't she said, writing up all the contracts when Bill was there? Wasn't she like? Wasn't that her thing? Like, I, or part of what she did was yes. like writing up contracts. Some of it was some of it was league compliance, which obviously mm-hmm. she was really good at with the Flategate and Spygate. Obviously, oh. very strong. Uh, and some of it was contracts and things that's like that, like community assessment. outreach yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But if no, like, contracts, that's what I'm focused on because that's kind of personal. You know, like if you're writing up the contracts, you but have some not, say. Ne- in she's certain not things. negotiating the contracts. She's not sitting there going, well, you I know mean, what? I think Jacoby Myers is worth this. Yeah, but she's writing them up on behalf of who? Like, 
You know, like Jonathan Kraft, she's the right-hand man of Jonathan Kraft. He's going to have some say in these things. This is what I and think. she's there with him. So. That's what I think. I, yeah. It's Jonathan Kraft who's really running it, and she's carrying out his marching orders. And she is the liaison to Mayo. Jonathan wants this, so do that. And that's her role. That's what I think her role is. And she is going to be carrying out the marching orders for ownership. That's what I think. And she's going to be involved in that way. And she's the liaison between the coach and ownership. But what are what are the marching orders? Like, are the marching orders to take a quarterback at three or to no. sign? To ask Jonathan Graham. She's yeah. not going to be picking the quarterback. I didn't say she's picking the quarterback. Well, I said well, she's going to ask you what the marching orders. She's going to. Ca- I just how told the hell you. should you we know what the marching orders are? Take a quarterback at three. Yeah, I didn't say she's the one picking the quarterback. I said she's going to carry out Jonathan's marching orders to take a quarterback. She's going to gonna be in the Mayo. draft room. <laughs> she's going to tell. Mayo, what, Jonathan's going to be in the draft room. Why can't Jonathan just tell Mayo? He could. Why has he got to send her hey, as a go-between? This All I'm telling you is she's going to carry out the marching orders. I don't think it's insignificant, and I don't dismiss Seth Wickersham tucking something of note into a story. The man's written a whole book on this organization and the downfall of Brady. He's pretty plugged in, and he's pretty reputable. That's so what I, I said. I said but he I don't think reported just, a rumor. Sometimes rumors are true. Sometimes they're not. I like, bet, he didn't report it as I bet a source told me that Robin Glazer and Jonathan Kraft intend in to take over personnel. He seems to think it's uh, worthwhile enough to put it in his story. I'm sure he's heard other rumors yeah, that he left it's out. A, it's a juicy rumor. Okay. Maybe maybe he puts more stock in it. I mean, I don't know. Should I dismiss it, Arkan? Am I, am I making too much of Robin Glazer? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, you know, Bears had a, had a job that wasn't necessarily him picking and choosing who they were going to draft, but he was a liaison. He carried out the orders for people. He did yeah, stuff he was, like that. Do he you was, think Bears had say in personnel? No, I don't. No, I, I don't. I think, I think she's going to have a bigger role than Bears. She probably will. And I think that Bears she's shine Bill's shoes. Right. And he, he was a Bill guy. This is a craft person who has that same kind of job. So that's why I sort of look at it differently. Like, Bill had all the power when he was here. He sort of did what he wanted to. We had autonomy. They're not. They're not uh, using that role that same way anymore. That autonomy is going back to the crabs. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, look, somebody's got to do the job in the meantime. So who is it? Who's they? And I, I just genuinely don't think we know. Is it Elliot Wolf? Is it Matt Grow? Are they going with Bill to Atlanta? If so, are they probably not? Are they hiring a GM? If they're going to, it'd probably be smart to interview one. But oh wait, we're not going to do that till after the draft. So if you're not hiring a GM until after the draft, and Elliot Wolf and Matt Grow might be going to Atlanta with Bill. Who, who is making the pick? The Crafts. I mean, I, I don't think it's that hard to figure out. 617-779-7937. We'll continue with all your feedback here coming up. I do want to get into Divisional Weekend. We've not talked about it a lot. What are you rooting for? What do you want to see? Uh, what do you expect to happen on Divisional Weekend? Like, are you rooting for Josh Allen, for instance, to take down Patrick Mahomes? That's a tough one for Patriots fans. Do you want to see the Bills win? You don't like the Bills. Are you rooting for Mahomes? You don't like him. That's a bit of a tough one. So we can get into it with all your phone calls, your reaction to who's running the Patriots right after trying T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With our kids. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. My feeling is that the way he's seen inside the building is sort of as an agent of Belichick. I think Elliot Wolf has seen way more as his own guy. And I know Elliot has built a relationship with the Crafts. Elliot has a relationship with Gerard Mayo, too. Elliot was the number two in Green Bay. He was the number two in Cleveland. He's arguably the most qualified guy for the job here. So he would make the most sense, at least, to be the top decision maker while they figure out what they want to do. I think they're being forthright and they're going to investigate what they want to do over the next two or three months. And this could run up through the draft. Like, I think it could happen earlier. It could run up through the draft. Burr Burr last night on NBC Sports Boston. What's going on at GM? It could run through the draft, he just said. So play that out, Mego. Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh. They're one foot out the door, ready to go join Bill in Atlanta. Who's running the draft? I have no freaking clue. Okay, so... Isn't the default answer, no, Jonathan? It's not. That's your default answer. Okay, but then I don't who? go there. I don't. Somebody else in the front office who I'm not privy to because I don't go deep on the masthead at Patriots.com. Like, I hear this and I go, first of all, the idea of those two splitting the job, I don't love. Like, have no. one person leading it. Right, have a vision. Right. Have a leader in that area. And it, it really makes me nuts. And I... I think I've been ranting on this a lot this week, so I apologize. But whatever, it's Friday, so I'm just going to get out there. Like, I think you're exactly right in the inconsistency between how they're treating the head coaching position and having to lock that down last year and put it into a contract and even lock themselves in with a monetary punishment if they were to let Gerard Mayo just, you know, sit there and wait and they go and interview someone like Rabel. And so they really lock themselves into that commitment. And meanwhile, the GM position, which is more important to me with the state of your roster and the state of your franchise right now, the lack of talent that you have, they're just going, we'll figure it out in the next two or three months. We'll be figuring it out like we're just going to be flying by the seat of our pants in this draft when you have the number three pick and you need a quarterback. It is just maddening. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The only thing that I can think of is that they really don't know who's leaving with Bill and 
I don't understand that because it's okay. So make an offer. If you believe in Elliot Wolf and sorry, and Matt Grow, if you really believe in them, then make a strong offer for them to stay. Give them the promotion. If you don't, this wishy-washy stuff is not for me. I don't understand it. Or maybe this is the plan. Maybe the plan is we're going to have more. We're going to be more hands-on. I mean, that is possible. Maybe that's the plan all and along. And they just don't want anyone to know, so they're telling reporters, well, we have no interest in that. Yeah, I mean, who wants to look like a meddler? Who wants to look like they're getting in the way? If you can prevent yourself from getting the blame, isn't it great to Jones come in and family take... family has no problem, and they, they have a good roster. Right, They they but they get criticism for it all the time. Maybe Robert doesn't want that criticism. It's great when you can just parachute in and take credit for the winning and blame somebody else for the losing. So maybe that's the plan. I'm not telling you definitively that's the plan, but that would explain why they have Gerard Mayo ready to go in writing, and they have no plan at GM. Maybe that is their plan. Their plan is we're going to be more hands-on. 617-779-7937. You can vote in our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mega. What's the most important move on the horizon for the Pats? 45%, almost 46% of you, say the number three pick. Second is the general manager decision at 29%, offensive coordinator at 19%, and free agency all the way down at 6%. Bill O'Brien's at Ohio State. Maybe he'll be joining Bill in Atlanta, Elliot Wolf, Matt Grow, Josh McDaniels, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, did I just say O'Brien could join him in Atlanta? Yeah. My mistake. He's going to be at Ohio State, rather. Who could be joining him in Atlanta? Everybody else from the people. His kids. Arkham, what did Josina Anderson just tweet? Josina Anderson just tweeted uh, a moment ago that she's told Bill Belichick was in Atlanta as early as Thursday and that uh, the future Hall of Fame coach has a second interview meeting with the Falcons scheduled. Talks continue to trend in a good direction at this time. And he's being wined and dined. Uh, they pulled out all the stops, according to Diana Rossini, correct? Yep. So this sounds like a done deal. Right with the Waffle House. Yeah, I'll give, <laughs> I'll give Josina Anderson a lot of credit. Like, she floated a couple of weeks ago, NFC South. She's been saying for a couple of days, unless it hits a final snag, which is like a convenient way to just worm your way out of your report. But she says it's basically a done deal. It's a done deal unless something happens. But I, but I think she's got good sources on this is all I'm saying. She, she was beating the drum for NFC South. Uh, she's been on this Falcon stuff, so that's worth following. She says Bill's been in Atlanta since yesterday. So it sounds like they are crossing T's, dotting I's, figuring out who's coming with Bill to Atlanta, et cetera, et cetera. 617-779-7937. Yeah, okay. I was just thinking there's only one other team. Like, I'm pretty much convinced, like you guys are, that it's Atlanta. The only other team I'm thinking of that doesn't have a big media market and is still alive right now. You still think there's another team? Buffalo. Oh, I don't. I don't think if anybody... If Buffalo have... loses to the Chiefs again. Yeah. You know, like that That could mean something. I, I think sure. that could. I think that could mean something. That could mean the end of McDermott, and then if Bill's still out there and he hasn't committed to Atlanta yet, you know, by the end of this weekend, assuming they lose, which I think they're going to, then I think that's still in play. I do. I think that would be a stretch, although I love the idea of Bill going to Buffalo and trading Josh Allen immediately. <laughs> well, they don't have a big media market. Nope, that's Is true. That's important I just, to him now, right? Well, I felt strongly about this in real time, and I had a moment of weakness where he did his first interview in Atlanta, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why is Bill broadcasting this interview? This must be, hey, Jerry, come get me. Uh, Jeff Lurie in Philly, come get me. You were wish casting. Yeah, I mean, look, I did want him to go to Dallas, but I thought all along, Bill, the way Bill operates, he's going to have something in his back pocket. And I just think Atlanta's been in his back pocket probably since October, November. Like, when did Orlovsky, can you check the timestamp on that, Ryan? When did Orlovsky the, the, say, the, the, yeah, that, that one. <laughs> when did he say that Bill had a team? Is already picked out. When did he say that? that, 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 that heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> when was that? November? 
End of October? It was November 14th. <laughs> November 14th. Downtown Atlanta. That's when <laughs> That's when Orlovsky heard about it. Heard about it. So, like, who, how long before that did Bill have it picked out? I, I'm not given uh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Orlovsky thinks it's Washington. I think that's what he heard. I'm just to- based on the breadcrumbs that he gave us earlier in the week. And I think that was, like, the hot name that was going around then. I think it, I, I don't so think. So you think he's wrong? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Dano. We should ask him when he joins us on uh, on Wednesday. It'll be his final appearance of the year, I believe, when he joins us on Wednesday. We'll get into it. Uh, 617-779-793. Well, to your point, because you said this to me off air, isn't he just going to, like, double down on whoever Bill was announced to at that point? Maybe not. Maybe he'll say, guys, I had it wrong. I don't know what he's going to say. If I were him, I would be like, yep, that was my team. (laughs) I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, But maybe he'll tell you he was wrong. I have no idea. John's in the car. Go ahead, John. Yeah, back to uh, Robin Glazer. Like, uh, of course, that, like the plan is Robin Glazer to be the GM, so what? she can take care of like all. She can be like the wall to take care of all the heat that the that the Kraft family is going to get. And if like Wolf, Elliot Wolf or whoever is going to be there in the front <laughs> office, she, that's not nice. She, 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 sorry, I will. Sorry, sorry, I did. I did appreciate that. Well, sorry. I, if Wolf, if Wolf is the, is there. She can keep an eye on him and, like, report back at will so Jonathan can, like, put down the cardboard boxes that he's folding and get in there and be like, why are you picking a quarterback? Like, I 100% see that happening. And you know why they're getting, that's the plan? Why? Because it's the most cost-effective plan. How much do you think Brian O'Halloran was for the Red Sox? I bet you, I bet you Robin Glaze is going to be the same price, but if they went out and actually got a real GM, it'd be costing them millions of dollars. Hate to, like... Bust on to that, like, narrative that always comes up on the craft. But, huh, another red flag. It seems to be the, the, the plan here. Oh, it's cheap. I mean, sorry, yeah. it's cost-effective. No, so, John, cost so and, and it says here on the call screen, and we've talked about this before. Happy Friday, John. Happy Friday. I mean, I agree with them. They, they sound like the Red Sox. This team sounds like the more and more every day they sound like the Red Sox. Are they also going to be reaching out to season ticket holders who decided <laughs> not to renew? Okay, so we are going to get to the Red Sox <laughs> later on this hour. Uh, Craig Breslow spoke on the uh, Baseball Isn't Boring <laughs> podcast with Rob Bradford. Bring that up. Shauna, what did Shaughnessy write today in the Globe? Oh, I don't have it right in front of me. Let me but get it. Hang Shaughnessy hang on, hang on, hang on. did <gasps> write a, a little item that I found extremely tasty. Oh, huh. yeah. Let me, uh, where is it? That's me, Tasty Dan. I got it. <laughs> Here, I got it. I got it. I got it. it. Sox account executives are doubling back to some former season ticket holders huh? who have cut ties. One of my readers, that would be Shaughnessy's readers, huh? uh, got an email from a Sox official asking, quote, what may have ultimately led you to giving up your seats? Was there anything in particular? Huh? Shaughnessy writes, hmm, there's a 70-mile-per-hour uh, knee-high pitch down the middle. Where would you like us to start? Call that a meatball. <laughs> I like his nickname for Breslow, too. Craig Breslow Ball? Mm. <laughs> Breslow. Oh. Arkan, what, what did you say Dan was thinking to himself? Oh, Dan, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Dan. Craig Breslow Ball. The curse of the low ball. So, and print. <laughs> I, maybe I'm about to ask a dumb question. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> do organizations not typically do that? Like when who people, knows? I wasn't there. When people want to give up their tickets, don't they want? Aren't they trying to do like 
internal research and get feedback so they can they can adjust going forward? Okay, it reminds me a little bit of when I put something in my shopping cart on a website and then I X out of it and I get a little notice that goes, hey, did you forget something? <laughs> you were going to buy that stupid-ass pair of shoes you don't need. Do you want to come back and buy it? I mean, it's desperate. Have you ever? It reeks of desperation. Yeah, maybe, uh, but, you know, I, they need to fill the seats in April and May before all the Blue Jays and Orioles fans and everybody else come in and fill up the stadium and the Dodgers fans or whoever it'll be this year well, coming the- in. Blue Jays will be migrating down because it's actually warmer in April than it point. is up there. That's a great point. So, you know, when it comes to uh, Dodgers fans taking over last year and how pathetic that was. Um, great parade. They got to sell the tickets at the beginning of the year when it's cold and chilly and people don't want to fill the. It's easy to sell that thing out in June and July. All the opposing teams will take over. August, all the opposing teams will take over. Maybe they'll start putting in some, like, warming huts. April and May, they need. They should at do Fenway. that. Those cost money, though. Uh, April and May, they need to fill those seats. Uh, so there you go. Good little nugget from Shaughnessy. An NFL coaching vacancy has just been filled. Oh, wow. So the Patriots aren't the only team. Head the Patri- coach? The Patriots are the only team that had filled their head vacancy. Coach? The Raiders are working to finalize a deal to hire Antonio Pierce to be their oh. head coach. Interim no more. So that counts. I Good mean, that was him. technically a vacancy. So. Good for him. Good, Good for go. him. He earned that. I agree. I, I kind won, of, He won more games than Belichick. Coached his ass off. <laughs> I'm sorry. He won more games he than did. Bill last Antonio year? Pierce with the Raiders won five <laughs> games. I'm not kidding. Did he? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Uh, I kind of thought Vrabel was going to get that job. So where's Vrabel going? Where's Vrabel going? Yeah, I think Harbaugh's like going. No, I think Harbaugh's going to the Chargers. Oh, well, Vrabel did just interview there. So, I mean, yep. you know. Uh, it'd either be there, I don't know, Vrabel Wash? to. Uh, hmm. He's too good for I feel Washington. like no one wants to go to Washington. I feel like we were Seattle? looking Seattle? Maybe. Vrabel to Seattle? I mean, Seattle's a, Seattle's a. It's a better job than here, but I don't... I, I'm ready for Grinch, Rabel. That feels... <laughs> that feels Can't like... find a better man. An underwhelming job to me. But maybe I shouldn't say that. I mean, I was just trumpeting him going to the Raiders. I don't know why I... That's I, underwhelming? Seattle, it's a good roster. I just felt like he would get a glitzier job has than it, that. Has a good defensive resume with that team? Yeah, I just felt like he would get a glitzier job. Maybe, and maybe the Raiders aren't glitzy. It's Vegas. I, I don't know if the silver and black still means anything. Brady's there. I kind of thought the Brady connection was going to pull him in there. Uh, Scott is in South Carolina. Go ahead, Scott. Yes, hi. I've been a Patriots fan since 1978, and I've got this weird thing going on right now. Uh, I am now a fan of whatever team Bill Belichick is going to. Really? Are you going to watch, though? Oh, expect it. If the Patriots operate like the Red Sox, expect an email soon. But okay, so you're uh, going to be changing your affiliate. You're now a Falcons fan. Yes, but I'm still keeping the Falcons my second team. But um, I just feel in my my heart is really leaning wherever Bill goes. I just the guy's a great coach. Yeah, this is maybe, I mean, we've heard this a handful of times. I'm done with the team now. Uh, To which I say, boy, I I feel like you should have been done with the team when Brady left. I feel like that would have been the time to plant your flag. A A lot of people were. Yeah, well. A lot of people watch Tampa games. Do you believe people like for Tampa. Do you believe people like that caller? I believe they feel that way in real time, but do you believe people like I that caller? I believe him because it said he was in South Carolina, so it would probably just be easier to watch Atlanta <laughs> games. That is a great point. That's a fair point. Like, I, I don't watch the Patriots games anymore, not because he, he wants it, doesn't want to pay for you know the NFL Sunday ticket package. He might be the exception to the rule that I believe, but in general when fans say I'm done with the team because Bill left, I, I would have been done sooner. Maybe maybe be done with the team when they're, you know, they have two wins going into December. Maybe that would have been a good time to jump off the bandwagon. Right, that's fair. But if you go back to when Brady left, I think at that time you forget how naive many people were. 
I put myself in there too. Oh, it's 50 50. Bill and Brady. Of course, Bill's going to figure it out with somebody else. Yeah. No, no. I was 51 49. So I wasn't much above you, but I was Brady over Belichick at that point in time. And now it's now it's a beatdown. I mean, now it's 99 to 1. So that's now how I feel about it. And look, maybe, maybe Bill will shut us all up and do the same thing Brady did. I did not think Brady was going to win a Super Bowl. I thought they'd be good. I thought the Bucs would be good. I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, they're in action this weekend. It's divisional round uh, matchup in the NFL. Uh, the matchup that I find most interesting, and I think is the most interesting, is Kansas City and Buffalo. But what are you rooting for? What do you want this weekend out of all of those divisional matchups, Mego? Houston, Baltimore, Green Bay, San Francisco, Tampa, Detroit, KC, Buffalo. I'm fascinated by Green Bay, San Francisco. Um, Green Bay getting into that spot and then doing what they did in the wild card round was just very unpredictable to me i want to see if they can even put I, I put up a fight against san francisco like i i do feel like it has a possibility of getting into the second quarter and being like okay i don't have to watch the rest of this crap yeah. fest like it could be a total beatdown, but if it's not then i feel like that's the best game of the weekend and i, I really, really? want to see them do something okay You're- well of course i'm intrigued by the ravens and uh shout out to one of our listeners who sent me that the Ravens uh, have Jimmy World playing at halftime, which is a fantastic show in my millennial book. Why are you making mm. that face? You're not a Jimmy World fan? I mean, I'm not saying I dislike them, but just do they have enough songs to fill a halftime? Oh, my gosh. That one uh, CD, Futures? Yep. That's like the... That's a banger front to back. Is that it? album? Oh yeah. I mean, I I'm just I'm I didn't I never owned their album. I do know some of their I'm songs. I'm gonna be totally honest. I couldn't name one Jimmy. Oh one. yeah, you Sweetness? could. Sweetness. But the sweetness will not yeah. be concerned with me. Work. What's the middle? There's three. It's gonna take some time in a minute. Yeah, okay, I know that one. Yeah, you don't know those songs? What was that last one? This one. I've heard this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, this I wouldn't have been able to name it as a Jimmy Eat World song. What was the third one you mentioned? And the first one, what I don't think it? I ever Oh, heard. Work. What's that That's one? my favorite one. What's that I one? I'm not going to sing it. It's a, it's a little bit more of like a it's ballad. A deep, it's a deep cut. It's more of a ballad. No, it was, it was a radio. So they hit. have two songs. So they're going to play two songs anyway, at halftime I mean, of the like, Ravens game. I guess I'm really just excited to see the Niners and the Ravens because we didn't get to see them last week and okay. they're the actually good teams. Fair. But I, I'm in watching the Niners game, I'm rooting for the Packers because it would just be an incredible upset. Arkham, what are you rooting for? What do you I want? am uh, big into the Houston-Baltimore. Basically the two AFC games. Like I care way more about those than the two NFC games. Um, Buffalo and uh, in Kansas City is becoming this rivalry now, and I think that that's just interesting inherently. And uh, as far as Houston's concerned, you got a rookie quarterback playing in division weekend. Like That's, to me, inherently exciting, going up against a really, really good team in Baltimore. Uh, by the way, on the money line, and I'm looking at the at the betting trend website that I like yeah. to go to. Green Bay, 17% of the money line bets, 55% of the money. Hmm. hmm. Money line bets. Money line. Green what's Bay the, money line. What's the spread there? It is nine and a half. Damn. Damn is right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you hit yeah, on that thing. There's value. 17, but that's I mean, just think of that. And not they, many bets, but it's big, big bets getting made. And they look good Green last Bay. weekend. Big, yeah. big bets. Okay. A lot of money coming in, or big money anyway, on uh Green Bay. Uh, look, to me, it's all about Kansas City and Buffalo. I want the Bills to beat the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win, we'll have a good narrative. Patrick Mahomes has advanced to an AFC title game, and he's knocking on the door maybe in a bad year, in a year where he shouldn't be competing. He's knocking on the door of, like, bringing home another championship. So, like, I'll I'll pivot over to that one if Mahomes wins. But what am I rooting for this weekend? I want Buffalo to win. I want Buffalo to beat them and shut them up and... You know, I want Josh Allen to go on a run. I want to see Josh Allen play on a bigger stage, AFC title game, maybe a Super Bowl. Can he win it? I want to see that. 
I think it's the Diet Coke of that matchup, though. Like, it's what the is? Diet version, one calorie. I don't know. What does that mean? Like, they're neither of those teams are who they were a couple years ago. Oh, I see. It's the Diet Coke version from a few years ago. Yeah. Fair, but you don't think either of those teams could be uh, Baltimore? I don't think so. Okay. Did they play this year? I should know this, but did, did either of those teams, did they play each other this year? Um, so to me, that that's what I'm rooting for. I want Josh Allen. I want Buffalo. I want them in the AFC title game. And then let's see what Josh Allen's really made of. If he can get over this hump, this Kansas City hurdle, if he can get over it, how good can he be? How far can they go? They I want to see it. either of those teams. Okay, Mm-mm. thank you. 617-779-7937. I think either of those teams can beat Baltimore. Uh, so uh, the winner of that team, uh, the, that's a good matchup, assuming Baltimore gets past Houston, and they should. Uh, we mentioned Craig Breslow made an appearance on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast with Rob Bradford. If you were tired of Red Sox excuses and you were tired of circular answers where they're not really telling you what you want to hear, well, get ready because there's Ooh. more of them. They're next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. 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 Signing kind of like the, you know, impact free agent has not come together thus far. And there are a number of factors that go in, into that, some within our control, some beyond our, our control. Um, you know, what is true is that we haven't lined up on, on you know, that kind of impact free agent. Uh, obviously, we brought in Giolito. We're really excited about that. Um, um, but, you know, to, to date. Um, but I think the most important thing to, to say is that, you know, that's not going to be necessarily predictive of behavior going forward. Like I was on teams that had star players that had impact players uh, that, you know, that made a difference as it related to wins and losses during the course of the season. And, you know, we're going to be active in those markets, um, you know, but I do also think there's a timing component and, uh, you know, there's kind of the time to, to, you know, pursue those types of players as aggressively or, you know, as you said, kind of getting uncomfortable as, as, as one is willing to do. Um, and there's a time where it's probably not the most, the most prudent path. And, you know, I think in order to make those decisions, we have to balance kind of where we are, where our core is, um, you know, the right ways to supplement it. And, uh, you know, it, the, the, the timing didn't work in our favor, you know, kind of thus far. But again, I think it's worth reiterating that, um, you know, I wouldn't say that this is predictive or indicative of how we intend to, uh, to, to operate going forward. You know, I think that's a great answer. Rob Bradford with Craig Breslow, Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer, who's going to be speaking, I think, at Winter Weekend, right? I mean, I think he's going to be up there. Werner, Kennedy, Papelbon, Ed McMahon slash Tom Karen, Andy Richter. Yucking it up. Yeah, his, yeah Andy Richter. <laughs> to Papelbon's Conan. To Max Weinberg, nine or however many guys were in that band. <laughs> Who was Letterman's Seven? guy? Letterman's uh, piano player? Yeah, Paul, Paul Harvey. Schaefer. Paul, Paul Schaefer. Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. Not Paul Schaefer. Harvey. Paul Schaefer, thank you. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul Schaefer. <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, Breslow there, I, I, I just I hate that answer. I mean, he's telling the truth in some ways. He's letting you know they're not going to spend, which if you don't know that by now, more power to you. You know, you live a nice life where you just go through in an alternate reality. They're not going to spend money. There's a timing component to it. Let's really break that down. What does that mean? Now's not the time, so we're not going to spend money. Okay, good. Uh, Furthermore, we have to be uncomfortable, but we can't be irresponsible. Like, I think you can be a little irresponsible. 
the Red Sox can be a little irresponsible. Let's also break that down. What's the harm in being irresponsible? What's the harm in more money? Who does that harm? Does that harm me? As a fan, does that harm me? As a media member, would that harm me? Like, no, that doesn't harm me. Who does it harm? What's being irresponsible? I'm not going to trade all my prospects for a middling player. That I get. That might be irresponsible. Is that what he means? He was being asked about free agents and bringing in talent. So overspending for someone, the only person that that's quote-unquote irresponsible to, the only person that hurts is John Henry's wallet. So, and that's not a person; that's a wallet. Yeah, I, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me doesn't at all. Doesn't bother me either. Doesn't it hurt that wallet? Spank it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bop it. But I I hear the timing part, and this is what is so frustrating: is you can tell me that you have a core of young players that you're trying to model the way that you won the last World Series after. That you, we've we've talked about this before, that a core of young players coming up through your own system are going to be hitting at the right time, and then you're going to go out and you're going to buy two super high-priced pitchers, and you're going to bring them in, and all of a sudden you're going to be this really high-payroll team. The only thing is just we're coming up on six years from then. Like, this is the better part of a decade that we're walking into now. And so when we're at this point and you're talking about timing, and if you look at the prospects that they have, it looks like we may be another year or two away from, and I'm not even talking about this year. I'm talking about after this year. There may be another year, and then maybe another year after that. If you're the Red Sox, why do you have to wait around for maybe eight years for the timing to be right for you to spend? Like, to me, if I'm a Red Sox fan, that's unacceptable that there's some kind of cycle where you have to wait eight years for a rebuild. You have to wait eight years. That is that is not the way that a team of this caliber, that this kind of franchise should operate. So to me, and I'm just listening to you talking about how long of a drought they've had. Why don't we talk about 2021 the same way we talk about the Patriots 2021 with Mac Jones, where it was like, oh, well, they a, got a blip? it. Yeah, it was a blip. It was. Why don't we talk about it that way? Because if you remember that year, they barely snuck into the playoffs at the end of the year. They, they needed the last series in Washington. They got hot at the right time. I mean, look, I did not see a run to the ALCS that year. I didn't see it. And so they got hot. They beat the Yankees. You know, they were leading the Astros in the ALCS. But that really wasn't that good of a team. And we shouldn't let them, if this is what the organization is doing, we shouldn't let them cite that year and be like, we were on to something, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're it's, saying the Patriots or no, the, the Red Sox? No, we should talk about that season like we talk about the Mac year where they made the playoffs. And we're like, yeah, but they were they actually that good? And they were kind of falling off at the end of the year. I guess this is not the same playing it out as the Red Sox, but it was a blip. It was one year. We talk about I that with like, the Patriots. Oh, I, f- I feel like we do talk about that year well, that way. Well, I don't know. That and that I, was kind of the exception to the rule of how you've been trying to run things. Here's what they've done the last five years. They finished in third place in 2019, but they were 24 wins worse in the defending World Series champs. Twenty. They went from 108 wins to 84. Then there was the COVID year. Do you want to cut them slack on that? They were horrible. They were last place. I would cut them a little slack on that. That was a weird I wouldn't. Situation. I mean, it was right. It was weird for everybody. All the teams, like, and more teams made the playoffs that year than you ever. You also had, like, basically an interim manager in there. Yep. Why? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Way, hi, everybody. Yeah, because your manager <laughs> cheated. That's why. So the Red Sox then in 2021 made the ALCS, but really barely made the playoffs and got hot at the right time. Credit to them. Then two last place finishes. Like, that's what we're dealing with. And they just keep not spending money. 
They keep going, we don't have to do this? Give me the second Breslow clip to uh, Rob Bradford. This was good as well uh, when it comes to the Red Sox and, and what they're doing. You can't be can't be short-sighted and sell off wins. Is that the, what the world that you're living in right now where there's trade opportunities and then you have the, the opportunity potentially to go after free agency and you have, you're, you're in the midst of balancing those two? Well, I think yeah, this is a it, it is all a balancing act, um, and you know I've I've repeated probably to the to the point that I, I can appreciate people are tired of hearing you know our uh, kind of aggressive pursuit <laughs> down all pathways to improve the team, um, you know, and I think as I've gotten to learn our organization, um, understand you know kind of the the players that we're really excited about building around at the big league level, and you know this kind of next wave of of prospects, um, you know, I've recognized the importance of uh, not 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 being short-sighted, um, you know, around trade opportunities and ensuring that, uh, you know, while I'm comfortable making difficult, bold decisions, I also need to make responsible decisions that, you know, kind of impact us in the longer term. Uh, you know, I don't think at this point it makes sense to sacrifice future wins in favor of, of wins in 2024 exclusively. Obviously, what we're looking to do is achieve both. Um, but, you know, there will be a timeline um, and, and, and a moment where it does make sense to, to sacrifice long-term wins for, for the short term. Can I don't think we're living in that, that moment right now. Yeah. Let okay. Me, let when, me translate. When is the moment? Is it three years from now? Is it two years from now? Let me when is it? Let me translate, because the text line is saying, I listened to Breslow speaking. It didn't make any sense. Did he actually say anything? Yeah, he did. He said they don't care about this year. Right. They don't care about 2024. And they're not going to invest in this yeah. year. Plain and simple. Abundantly they don't, clear. Is it they don't be after, care. after Fenway Corners? Then do they spend on the baseball team? Maybe. Oh Fingers crossed. If you're, all built. if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. What were you going to say, Arkan? I was just going to say that... Whoever the president of baseball operations is under the current regime, the way that they're operating now, the reason why they all sound the same is because they have to rationalize this, and it's impossible to rationalize it. So they have to give you this gobbledygook speak here, talking about, well, you know, if we did blah, 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 and by the end of it, you're like, what the hell did he just say? What's he talking about? He's spinning this this narrative because he can't come out there and say, hey, these a-holes aren't giving me anything to work with. They're not letting me spend. They're not letting me do anything. I have to come in here and make this work on a shoestring budget, even though we're the Boston freaking Red Sox. The only move I've been able to make here is to shed Chris Sale's payroll, but I can't say that, so that wasn't about shedding payroll, no. it was something else. And that's what it is. It was the same with Bloom. I mean, he's out there speaking, and you're like, what are these riddles you're speaking in? It's the riddles of, well, I can't do my job because they're not letting me. Yeah, and so, again, like he was like their 10th choice. Right. Louder and so, and so he's the one who took the job, and he came in knowing it, and so this is where you are. And get ready for a lot of rationalization. It's a good word, Arcan. Get ready for a lot of that at and Winter Weekend. gobbledygook. A lot of gobbledygook and rationalization. That should be the tagline for Winter Weekend. Breslow's already hitting the whistle pig. When do they actually, when, do this, when does that start? I saw Ken texted us like a picture Tonight. of the, the stage yeah. down there. I know, but what time is what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I don't like. Is it like five? Is it eight? Like what? Like what time? I should know this. I don't uh, know. But when don't, does that get going? Don't go listen to it until after six o'clock. <laughs> six one seven. That's all I know. Seven seven nine seven ninety three seven. I'm just curious when info starts flowing there. Uh, but yes, gobbledygook and rationalization. That's the tagline for winter weekend. Uh, let's get back into the Patriots and their big decision this offseason. What is the biggest decision on the horizon for this team? We'll get into it next. You're listening to Jones and Mega on WEEI. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.